Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Huntington Study Group. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and I've got Shelby Lentz on with us, with me again today. Um, If you don't remember her, she's a big part of the HD community, not only because she's directly affected, but because um, she has um, siblings that are affected by juvenile Huntington's disease. She's a musician and now an author. And so we're going to be talking about her book today. Thank you so much for joining me, Shelby. Hi, thank you so much for having me again. It's such an honor. So um, tell us, in case somebody doesn't know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Absolutely. Well, um, Huntington's, as you said, runs in my family. We have my grandfather and my dad who are gene positive. My dad is on disability. I am gene positive, but no symptoms, thank the Lord. Um, And my sister, Brianna, suffered from juvenile Huntington's. She got an official diagnosis when she was 11 and we lost her in 2020 at the beginning of the year when she was 14. Um, So I watched this disease really progress in her very quickly once she was diagnosed. And unfortunately, Huntington's is rare enough, but juvenile Huntington's is exceptionally rare, even when it comes to Huntington's. So it was really hard to watch her deteriorate and know that there was nothing that we could do. Um, But at least in her final moments, we were able to be there with her. And at that point, that's all I could ask for and more. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about the differences from uh, juvenile Huntington's to adult onset? Yeah, well, with juvenile Huntington's, it is the, the, the pediatric version, the children's version. So when an adult gets diagnosed, I don't have any symptoms now. I might not see symptoms for 10 or 20 years. And typically, it's about a 10 to 20 year progression between the initial progression and potential death, uh, which for juvenile Huntington's, it is like at a 10 times quicker rate. So from the moment my sister was diagnosed at 11, by the end of that year in 2017, she had already lost her ability to walk and talk and had a feeding tube placed um, within 12 months. So it's mm. just a very rapid, rapid progression. And it's very difficult knowing that there's nothing to even temporarily slow it down without there being a cure, but it. uh it makes you really grateful for your loved ones and the time that you have while you have it with them. It's absolutely true. And in honor of your sister, you wrote a book. I did. <laughs> now I can uh, add that to the list. Yeah, it was um, right. it was such a win. I had the idea actually from a uh, support group post. Someone had posted that they had someone in their family who was affected by juvenile Huntington's and They didn't see a lot of kid-friendly resources or books, and so we had a board meeting with my nonprofit, and uh, we had brought it up, 
so at the beginning of the year, we started drafting like a budget and I started writing an outline. And then of course, once I kind of had the story concept down, I had to look to hire an illustrator because I am artistic when it comes to writing music and um, writing actual books now, but I'm not an illustrator. Like I can barely draw six people. So <laughs> I had to find someone on um, online and she did an incredible job. Um, I was actually more concerned about the artwork than the story because that's what brings it to life, especially for the children who are reading it. They, they see the beautiful colors and the imagery, and that's what makes them grasp onto the book initially when you're younger. Um, and then hopefully once they see all the pretty colors and they open it up, they read this story that is uh, very true in the sense of, you know, Brianna and what she went through. It talks about how she loved playing dress up and watching movies and eating candy and singing in choir with her friends. Um, and then throughout the story, she has these occurrences where she's noticing she's having um, wiggles in her body that she can't control. And she's having uh, mood issues, a lot of mood swings and it gets to the point where her mom says, let's take you to the doctor, and they diagnose her with juvenile Huntington's. But the overlying narrator is actually a hypothetical person that was written into the story, and he is talking about how Brianna, at the end of the book, he's the little boy on the playground. He's having a bad day. Brianna comes up to him and asks him, what's wrong? And he says, you know, no one understands me. I'm such an outcast. And she said, well, you know, I, I feel that way a lot, too. I have something called juvenile Huntington's, but I always find a reason to continue to smile and keep keep persevering. So this little boy all of a sudden has this infatuation with Brianna. They become friends. And so he's narrating this entire story, talking about how Brianna is a real-life angel. And it was really uh, complicated in the beginning trying to figure out how to have like strike that perfect balance between kid friendly, but if you're an adult reading it, you kind of get the nuances where he's talking about a real life angel and at the end she's wearing angel wings. So if you're an adult, you kind of understand that she's no longer here. But for a kid reading it, they're just now understanding juvenile Huntington's is this terrible disease. But no matter what adversity I'm going through as a kid, I always have a reason to keep smiling. So, uh, I think it's great to not only get out the word about juvenile Huntington's, but also just tell any kid or even adult <laughs> that they can always find a reason to keep moving along. Oh, absolutely. I've got to ask, what is your favorite part of the story? Oh my goodness. I haven't been asked this yet. <laughs> I, I honestly think my favorite part is where she meets the boy in the park because he is lonely. He doesn't have any friends. He feels very, very on his own. And that one person stepping up to him and saying, hey, what's your name? What are you going through? Like, I'll be your friend. Here's what I'm going through. Um, I think that it just goes to show anyone reading the book that you could be that one person who saved someone from having the worst day of their life, or maybe they were feeling like, they didn't belong on this planet anymore, but you took the time to acknowledge them, ask them who they are, ask them what they're passionate about, could change the trajectory of their whole life. So I, I definitely love that it's narrated by this little boy. Oh, yeah. It's a very cute book. Um, where can people buy it? It is on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and just type in Brave Brianna. It'll pop up right there. Um 
And then I also have a link to it on our website, championsforhd.org slash shop. I couldn't find a better place than Amazon because it, it distributes worldwide. And so we have people from all over the world right now who are purchasing it and having it shipped within 48 hours. So um, that's where it's being hosted. And it's been really great to see everyone getting their hands on it worldwide. So do you think after, after writing one book that you'll write another one? (laughs) Actually, funnily enough, when I was a kid, before I ever realized that I loved singing and songwriting and I taught myself to play guitar, I wanted to be an author for the longest time. I would write poems and different like short stories. So I think it's kind of full circle that I ended up writing a children's book, but there might be a chapter book somewhere along the way about life and adversity and being a champion, but uh, I know it's going to take a lot more work to <laughs> write an entire book. So it might, it might be uh, something I add to the bucket list for sure. <laughs> and you've also recently uh, released some new music, right? did, yes. I released a single back on Easter of this past year, which was full circle because we lost Brianna on Easter of 2020. So that was a song about my journey with um, growing closer to my faith and my relationship with God and um, my baptism. So I wrote this song about uh, all of that, my faith and growing and meeting God And then I had a single that came out a month ago called The Outside. And that one is more of uh, a breakup banger song. I did did not have a heartbreak recently. Everyone was wondering. I'm very happily with my boyfriend of three years. But it's a song I wrote in high school. And I took it to my producer in Nashville. And I said, I want this to be a really fun, like, punk pop song that everyone can blast in their car. It's a summer anthem. So, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. It's it's something that uh, gets me out of my, my funks when I'm getting in one. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And so can people find that on your Champions for HD website as well? Actually, if they go to my personal website, which is just shelbylentz.com, I have links to all of that. You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, anywhere they're streaming, you can find it. Um, But, yeah, I have links to all of that on my website. Great. And so, again, the the name of the book is Brave Brianna, and you can find it on Amazon, or you can go and check out the championsforhd.org website slash shop. And um, please make sure to check out the music, too, because she's really, really good. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. (laughs) It's the one thing that uh, keeps me me sane is having a creative outlet. So, yes, I I love my music. But I also love being a part of our community because just like Brianna in the book and Brianna in real life, all of us who have Huntington's or any type of adversity in life, you know, we keep persevering and we keep uh, giving each other a shoulder when things get hard. And I think that's the most foundational part of life. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, we, you certainly have been an inspiration to me um, listening to you as well. And I was just mentioning this um, when Help for HD did their hype event recently um, and just listening to your answers to the questions and um it, it just shows what an inspiration you are. And um, so thank you for being so open and sharing all that you do. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you guys so much. You 
are always so supportive. You've been supportive of me of day one when I got my diagnosis four whole years ago, and I just appreciate all that you guys are doing for Juvenile Huntington's and Huntington's, and together we're going to beat this thing, but in the meantime, we're going to raise awareness and help each other through it. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining me today, Shelby. I'm going to end it there, and I am sure that we will bring you on and talk again soon. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Lauren. I appreciate it. You take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.